Good morning, church, and uh, uh, pray that God has blessed you throughout this week while you've been waiting upon Him, and that you've been getting great answers to all your prayers, and that you are seeing wonderful things happen for the glory of God. Amen? And for your own benefit. So let's pray and seek the Lord once again for this message that He has given us, that it may speak to us and prepare us for these days that we're living in and the days to come. So we give God all the glory. Amen. Thank you, Father, for this uh, wonderful day. I ask that you bless it with your presence and your power and your revelation and truth that each one of us may be filled with all that you have purposed for us at this time. And that, Lord, your word would speak to us and prepare us in our hearts for the times that we're living in and for the days to come. I pray that, Lord, you would speak in a very powerful way this morning. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about the book of hope. And I've got it from the book of Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. And we're going to look at a scenario that is uh, happening in heaven where Jesus, the Lamb of God, is gone in and uh, is uh, going to take the book out of the hand of the Father God. And we see that, that uh, this, this scenario is quite descriptive of, of what has to be done and what needs to be done but could not be done. So let's uh, have a read of it and we'll see how it was done by Jesus. In Revelation 5 verses 1 to 5, And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. So here we see a scenario uh, that is very descriptive of a heavenly host waiting in anticipation for this event to happen. So that's why I call it the Book of Hope. So there was hope in heaven that uh, a man would be found who could come in and take that book out of the hand of God and open the seals. You know, world systems and world governments are going to continue on in uh, describing our future and regulating our future. And we've got to understand what our earthly destinies are and what our spiritual destinies are. And that's what I want to talk about today mainly. That we have both an earthly destiny and we have a spiritual destiny. So our shutdown and our isolation right now due to this COVID-19 should be working in favor of us to bring us to the eternal possibilities and destinies for our lives in a very very powerful way and just like this uh, scroll this book that was in heaven that had seven seals on it there's a, uh, an attempt by the devil to put a seal on us to shut us down so that our movements 
and our voices cannot be heard and things cannot happen in the way that they used to happen but we know that God is going to raise a generation of people who will move but a seal has to be broken for that to happen amen a seal that I believe that the devil has put upon the earth and he's trying to stop the gospel from being spread because he saw what was happening millions of people coming to the Lord and he had to put a stop to that so he put a seal on what was going to happen and what was happening and so he, he thinks that he can get away with it but he can't because Jesus uh, the intercessor for the church the interventionist for the church has gone into the heavenlies and has sorted it out for us amen and this is what we should get our hope from our joy from our faith from and we should prepare our hearts for both the earthly and spiritual destiny in heaven so what is uh, sealed by God uh, cannot be opened except by the person who is designated to open that that those seals amen so there are certain things that are uh, how do I say purpose in heaven that that God has has purpose and kept for an appointed time so that appointed time has to come before something else can happen so in order for that appointed time to be released God has to find the right person to come in and open up the seal or the book so that the book can be read and, and the next phase of events that have to happen will happen so what is sealed by God cannot be opened by anybody just anybody okay but Jesus our intercessor had went in there by his own sacrifice had a right to walk into the heaven had a right to go up to the Father God and take that book out of the hand of the Father and open those seals and you know when I look at it I look at the typology of us as Christians who in many ways are sealed by some situation event or circumstance or attack of the enemy and you know Jesus wants to set us free amen he wants to break the seal so that's why he came that's why he came to the earth and that's why he's seated in heaven in heavenly places ruling and reigning interceding for us and he wants to open the book of our lives okay and write upon it and he's the only one who can do it you know nobody else can open your book okay only Jesus can open your book and write into it but the devil you know he's trying to do all sorts of things and I feel that in, in many ways many Christians have had a seal put on them that they're not able to fulfill their destinies they may be in their call they may be you know trying to get there or do something but they're not able to reach forward and go further because there's been a seal upon the purposes of God in their lives and I feel that the devil has tried to abort many of our destinies first of all he starts by aborting our calls and then he goes on to start trying to abort our destinies or in some way delayed or frustrated and I feel that because he does those kind of things that many after this COVID-19 will go back to their always forgetting what lies ahead and what lies ahead is more important than what has happened up till now amen so that's the most important thing that we have to understand that there's something beautifully uh, beautiful that is prepared for us we need to go forward so let us look toward Jesus and let's look to the hills from whence our health comes from but I, I fear for many who will try to go back to the old ways 
And, I, and I'm saying to you today, Jesus wants to open new doors in your life. New ways of doing things, new ways of thinking, new ways of achieving the results that you are looking for, what God wants to achieve through you. And so you need to open your heart. Your heart is the door that God wants to open. Okay, and He wants to walk into your heart. And He wants to deal with you in a, in a loving, gentle way, in a kind way. And, and you need to open your heart and allow God to open those seals that the devil has put upon us. Amen. Because those, those seals can, can stop us. And, and I know in my own life, many times the devil has tried that. Okay, and he has tried to stop things by putting a seal on it. But God has come and broken the seal and set me free. And when I say when he broke the seal, you know, he renewed my thinking. He made me to come out of the old comfort zone kind of thinking, the, the negative thinking, the deceptive thinking, the fleshly thinking, and then coming to the thinking of what lies ahead. And I began to understand that I was called for something greater than where I was and what I was thinking about myself. And so are you. And that's what God wants you to understand today, that, that he's prepared to break the seals of the devil over your lives and remove it. But also don't forget that there are appointed times, amen? So God has sealed certain things in your life for an appointed time. He doesn't want you to rush ahead and get caught in that situation where, you know, you're thinking you're, you're, you've arrived and you can go ahead and just do what you want. No, there are certain things that are set for an appointed time. So in that period between when you started to the appointed time, there's a learning period, there's a learning curve, and that's where you will prosper and you will grow if you wait upon the Lord patiently. You know, when when they sealed Jesus in the in the tomb after his death, they thought that was the end of the matter. <laughs> what they did not know is that Jesus had a destiny in heaven, and that he had to get into heaven not only uh, you know so that he he could go and uh, save not only he came to the earth to save people. But he, he went in, he had a destiny to go into heaven and get that book out of the hand of the Father God. So they, they thought when, they, that when I said they, the, the Pharisees who were working with the devil, thought that Je Jesus was sealed in the tomb, the dead body was there, that's it, that's the end of the matter, the Christians will go nowhere. You know, little did they know that on the third day at the appointed time, Jesus was going to rise up and then he was going to go into heaven and take this book out of the hand of God. So we know that Jesus went from glory to glory, okay? But the tomb was the predestined stop for Jesus. It was a choice. It was the stop of choice for Jesus. So he had to choose whether he was going to die and go on into the destinies in heaven or just fulfill his destiny on earth up to a point and then, you know, forget about it. No, he decided he'll go all the way and that that tomb was going to become the bus stop for which he would catch his bus into the heavenly. And you know, we see that in Isaiah 53, 9. Let's just quickly go to Isaiah 53, 9. And we'll have a look and we see how this tomb, this grave was a, a designated bus stop for Jesus. Isaiah 53, 9 says, And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, amongst us, dying in amongst us, and then going on to greater glory and understanding that God had prepared for him and for us. So you've got to understand 
that you know it is in this that we find that the new man Jesus amen it says in the Revelation uh, 5 that no man was found okay God was looking for a man it's what no man was found so but Jesus the man went into heaven amen the one who died on the cross was put in the tomb rose up again went up into heaven as a man and he fulfilled his destiny there by picking that book out of the hand of the Father God. So Jesus is the anchor of hope. You know, he has gone in. He, he is gone into heaven. He's there. He's in the presence of God. He's called the anchor of hope. See, without him going and taking this book from the hand of God, there was no justice coming and there was no end coming. You got to understand this. So, you know, somebody had to bring justice to the earth. The seven seals talk about loosing off, you know, disasters upon the earth. But it's a, in a sense, it's a form of justice. Amen? Of, of what man has been doing all this time. And so when man does some things that are wrong, you know, there is judgment. Amen? We can't escape that. So we've got to stop doing wrong. And we've got to allow God to do the right in us. And then things will change. But now this book was written, it was pre-written, it was predestined that these things will happen. Jesus was predestined and he went in and he got this book. So he is the Alpha and the Omega. So there, without the beginning, there's no end. And without the end, there is always a continuous going on of the same story over and over and over again. The law had to come to an end so that grace could come. Okay, and Jesus was the end of the law. And the start of grace and the Pharisees didn't like that because they were so comfortable with the law but they didn't like what Jesus was preaching and teaching and uh, they did they went out to persecute him and eventually crucified him but you know we've got to understand that God has a plan and a purpose for us God has created us to be begotten as children amen but many in the world do not want to receive this gift of eternal life that comes as a to a child of God. So eternal life, you know, is something that is not just for the saved. I'm sorry, just not just for the unsaved. It is for the saved. Once you get saved, you receive eternal life. And now you're living the eternal life. So it's as much for you as it is for the one who does not have it. Because when you have it, you've got to understand that you are now living an eternal life. Amen. I mean, and, and, and you're not anymore in the throes of death. But you are now living an eternal life and you need to go forward in that eternal life. And you've got to understand what the blessings of the eternal life are, what the possibilities of the eternal life are. So, you know, eternal life is flowing right now from us. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we need to drink of this river to, to keep the uh, supply of eternal life going in us. That supply is needed in this hour because we are living an eternal life on the earth and it is it is something that that is needed just like what he gave the Samaritan woman you know at the well he said if you knew you would ask of me and I would give you rivers of living water and, and she she came to the understanding now that there was something greater than the natural there was something more powerful than the natural that her life was not just going to be a waste. There was something great coming after this. And so she, she went and grabbed it. She took hold of it. So Christ wants to give that to us. Now many of us are not happy. And, and we have not drunk you know, of this eternal life. 
we have become stained, we have become uh, depressed and oppressed and we are getting tired of doing the same thing over and over again. That's because we are not drinking of the river of eternal life. Okay, when we drink of the river of eternal life, it will flow out of us and we will be excited, we will go forward and we will achieve what God has called us to do. So Christ, the giver of eternal life, came out from heaven and lived out his life on earth as a man. Then went back to heaven and fulfilled his destiny in heaven, both as the lamb and as the king. Now it says the lamb of God, which in other words is the son of God, a man, the lamb of God, right, has gone in. Now he's taken this book out of the hand of God and now he begins to open the seals. Now it tells me in, in uh, Revelation 6, verse 1, and I just want to uh, say this quickly. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. See, the Lamb, remember I told you some time ago, I don't know if you do, but the Lamb is roaring. Amen? It's not that it, it usually said that the, the lion is roaring, but now here's the Lamb roaring. And I, and I, and I saw this verse and I, and I was so grateful to God that He confirmed what I said because here He says that when He opened the seal, you know, there was a loud thunder. Okay? So that's the roar. That's the roar of the Lamb. And He's saying, He's roaring and He's saying, listen, wake up. I'm just opening only the first seal right now and there's already going to be so much chaos and confusion upon the earth. So we've got to be prepared. Amen? That, that, that there are things that are coming because He's fulfilling His destiny. We need to be aware, we need to be awake, and we need to know what is the commission of the Lord. The only way that you and I are going to fulfill both our earthly and our heavenly destiny is to accept the commission of the Lord. See, Jesus came to save not only souls and to defeat the devil and sin and all of that sort of stuff, but to do something in heaven that heaven was hoping for. So we see that uh, God went around looking for people, okay? Someone who would do his bidding. And it says that he could not find anybody. In Ezekiel 22:30, in Isaiah 59:16, in Isaiah 63:5, and Jeremiah 5:1, it all talks about God searching for this intercessor, the person who's going to stand in the gap for mankind and he could not find anybody so he himself had to come you know and so what I want to say to you is that between this time of God creating heaven and earth and purposing what he was going to purpose to happen upon the earth heaven was waiting in hope of finding this man now you know oftentimes I as a pastor am always hoping that I will find people in my congregation who are of a like mind, who are of a like spirit, who will go to the next level and who will want to push through and fulfill their destinies and, and do what is needed, that they will be changed, they will, they will sacrifice, they will go to the cross, they will go through the sufferings and the difficulties. But it's hard to find people like that. It's not easy because there's something that is required, a sacrifice is required, an understanding is required, and knowledge is required. Why am I doing this? You know, Jesus could quite easily ask, why am I doing this? But you know, why don't we just stop 
with me doing the miracle signs and wonders. Why don't we just stop with the crucifixion? Now he's going one further. He's gone into the spiritual destiny and he's got this book out. Now he's going to open or he's opening those seals. Amen. So now the seals are going to release judgment upon the earth. It's going to release all sorts of problems and chaos and confusion. But he himself has to do it. Right? The same one who came to save us has himself got to open that seal. No one else can open it. God was not going to open it. God Father, uh, Heavenly Father was not going to open it. It was Jesus. And if Heavenly Father was not going to open those seals, guess what? We'll still be living this miserable life upon this earth and there would be no end and we will not reach heaven. It'll go on and on and on forever. But Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega and there's an end to everything that he has started, everything he's doing. So when he got that book, you know, he did what he had to do and it's happening. I believe it's happening now. And, and you and I need to know, how are we going to fit into this picture? Uh, what is it that we are expected to do? And we are, I'm constantly seeking God for that. And you probably heard me saying, you know, position yourself and uh, pray and seek the Lord and do all. You know, why am I emphasizing on that? Because it's not easy to understand either your earthly destiny or your spiritual destiny unless you get into the closet. Amen. Now, when Jesus got into heaven, you know, he was the lamb that was slain from before the foundations of the earth. Now, the very thing that God had purposed in the very beginning before he made the earth it is happening right there because he's, he's there. It's happening. And same way it's happening now for us and you and I, it has been happening in our lives. What God purposed before the foundations of the earth has called you and has purposed in you to be a man of God or a woman of God or a child of God. And it's happening. But you are not to stop there. Amen. You're not to stop and say, oh, well, I've arrived. I understand the scriptures. You know, I know this, I know that. No, you need to seek God and find out, hey, listen, what is going to happen to me? After I die, where, what, what's the purpose of all this? How is it going to change? And so even in heaven is waiting for you to discover your destiny. So Jesus wants to open your seals. Okay. Now you've got to let him do that. It says that Jesus went into heaven and became the anchor of hope. Just like that, you're expected to be an anchor of hope for this world. Amen. The church is. right. We are the ones who are revealing the, the truth, the knowledge of Jesus and of God upon this earth and we are a hope. People come with the hope of salvation, the hope of blessing, the hope of healing, the hope of deliverance and we have to act in that hope in environment, in that scenario and pray for people and help them and deliver them and bring them to the faith. So the great light that is shining, that is Jesus, in this environment of hopelessness and darkness, okay, was already designated from before the foundations of the earth. This is the hope that I want you to have, okay? This is the kind of hope. Don't look, 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 don't go hoping, uh, you know, tomorrow everything will be all right. I'll go back to my job and then, you know, I'll, I'll just uh, finish building my house or do whatever. And, and then that's all you think about. I want you to understand that you need to get into the understanding of the things before the foundation of the earth. Let's go quickly to Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. 
and we have a quick look at what this book is saying. Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. It says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. See, God promised eternal life and put a hope on it. Jesus became the intercessor and the interventionist for that hope. Now perhaps you need someone to intercede for you today and someone to intervene in your impossible situation today. Right? Now he's the hope. He's the hope. He's the anchor of hope. He's gone in. He's interceding for you. He's right there in the presence of God. He's fulfilling his destiny in heaven as the high priest and the intercessor for you and me. And he is the hope of salvation. Amen. You've got to wear that hope or as a helmet over your head to protect your head, your brain, your thinking. And you've got to allow God to do what he wants to do in your life. But this hope is a you've got to get hold of it. Amen. You've got to get hold of this hope. And once you get hold of this hope, it becomes a window for faith. Now look, let's go back to Revelation chapter 5. And we see how that people in heaven, the hosts of heaven, were waiting upon this Lamb of God, slain from the foundations of the earth, to come and take this book out of the hand of God. But it says that, there was not one, no man in verse 3, no man in heaven, <laughs> no man in heaven. Look, we're talking about a man, okay, no man in heaven, nor in earth. Neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look there upon. Then now this guy, Apostle John, starts to weep much because he knows the value of this, opening this book. He knows that it's, it's a need, it's, a, it's been a desperate cry. Okay, because we see that uh, the elders in verse 8 of 5 says, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. Look, unanswered prayers, unanswered prayers are in heaven, hoping for an answer. Okay, maybe you're going through a very difficult situation today. Ill health. I know I'm praying for some cancer patients. Fourth stage cancer patient. Okay, given six months to live. Others having accidents and problems and getting into serious situations. We've been praying, we've been praying, praying, praying. And we've got answers for some. Some have, we have not got answers yet. So we know it's there in heaven. It's, it's like a hope. It's, it's when it's crying out to God and saying, God, when are you going to answer? Likewise, these elders, you know, they also have been there. They've been waiting and waiting. They, they had the vials of prayers in their hands. Okay, but there was no one. There was no one. Till Jesus came along. And Jesus has to walk into your life. There was a man dying in a hospital bedroom. He had uh, severe shingles and he could hear the doctors talking while he was lying there. And they said, oh, he's got about three days to live. And he just cried out. He was a Muslim. He just cried out to God. And he said, if there is a God, come and reveal yourself and heal me. And Jesus walked in. <laughs> now listen, Jesus walked in. No other God, so-called gods walked in, right, to heal this man. 
because no one else can. Just like this book, no one else can open the book, right? Likewise, no one else can help you. Okay, we can pray for you, we can counsel you, we can cry with you, we can do all of those things with you, but no one can help you except Jesus. Now Jesus walks into the hospital room, this guy gets delivered from death, he gets healed a few days later, and he becomes one of the greatest evangelist pastors upon this earth, and he's fulfilling his earthly destiny, right? And that's how it works. And now obviously God has got something else for him once he dies and goes to heaven, just like you and me, but we must be preparing that right now. Amen? Just like Jesus prepared himself upon earth for a heavenly throne, for a heavenly intervention in heaven to take that book out of hand. So you've got to begin to see and say, God open the eyes of my understanding so that I can look into the realm of the spirit and I can begin to see the things that I need to see so that I can prepare myself now. So don't just talk about building houses and money and going back to your jobs and you know, this and that and the other. You know, start looking into the realm of the spirit. Start asking God, Lord, who am I? Why am I here? What is it that I'm supposed to do here? And what is it that you've got prepared for me in heaven? And God will begin to reveal it. Jesus knew that that book was there. He knew he had to get that book. That he was not only going to save sinners. That he was not only going to, you know, defeat the devil and do all of those things. But he was going to have to get this book so that he can open it up and release what God had purpose upon the earth. So hope is is a window. Amen. And and then whilst this, these guys are crying in heaven, waiting on the Lord. In verse 5 he says, one of the elders, okay, so now here's an elder, a man, gone into heaven, okay, maybe Moses or, or Elijah or somebody else like that, you know, in heaven, okay, one of the elders, but even they could not open the book, no matter how much they serve God on this earth, how much they fulfilled their destinies on this earth, they could not open the book, that's why it says no man was found in heaven, nor on earth, amen. So Jesus, the man, the new man, was found. He went into heaven. And then this guy says, the elder says to Apostle John, he says, weep not. Hallelujah. And the Lord is saying to you today, I prophesy over your life, weep not. Weep not. Because the Lord says that he has come. He is the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. And he has done it for you. And now all you've got to do is begin to appropriate what he's done for you. Amen. That's going to come by you talking to God through the Holy Spirit, having faith in the word of God and start appropriating what he has already purposed for you. Hope is a window, as I said, but it's a waiting period. Hope is a waiting period, but it's a surety of things to come. Okay. It is placed in front of you and in front of faith. For this purpose, the waiting period is difficult. Nobody says it's not. It's very difficult. But it's only difficult to the one who does not have faith. Amen. Let's have a look at Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 2. Proverbs 13. <coughs> Proverbs 13 verse 2. Oh, sorry, look, I've got the wrong 13.12, sorry. Proverbs 13.12. Hope deferred, make it the heart sick. 
But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. You know, I've been in situations where I've waited upon the Lord and I've, and I've cried out to the Lord and it seems like darkness was surrounding me and there's nothing happening. There was, there was a little light, but it was taking a long period of time. Okay, the longer they took, the less my, my, uh, my faith became and I started becoming more troubled. Okay, that's like becoming sick. Okay, I might, I might have become sick also if it went much longer. But then one day the answer came. The light shone in the darkness. The answer came. And then when the answer came, it became a tree of life. That is the eternal life. It became the life, the tree of life as in the garden of Eden. And I could now eat of the tree of life when before the, the tree of the fruit of good and evil was having its way with me. But now God came, Jesus came, he intervened. And you know, God opened up the windows of heaven and he allowed me the blessings that he was prepared to give me. So in our shutdown, in our isolation, okay, we must wait upon the Lord. Let's go and have a look at Psalm 40 verse one. You know, waiting on the Lord is an active wait. It's not just sitting back on your lounge chair, sipping a pina colada and saying, well, I've left it up to the Lord. Maybe he'll answer one day. No, it's an act of waiting. It's, it's a pursuit while you're waiting on the Lord to answer you. You walk by faith. Amen. That's what Abraham did. He hoped against hope and he walked by faith because God told him, listen, you're going to have a son. You're going to have, this is going to happen for you. You're going to become the father of nation. So he hoped against hope. The hope of this world is not going to give you anything, but the hope of the eternal life is going to give you salvation. It's going to give you faith. It's going to do all sorts of things. There are wonderful things that are going to happen because hope has, has, a, has, a, has a framework to it, has a design to it. You know, when you, you're saying, I hope for this, that means you've already determined what it is that you're hoping for. So when you're hoping for that, it already got, has got a face to it, it's got a body to it, it's got a design to it, and that's what's going to come. So God purposed that we should have that through the eternal life, not through the worldly hope. Amen. Worldly hope just disintegrates and falls. It's like water in your hand. You can't hold it. It runs through your fingers, right? So it's like that. But but the hope of heaven is eternal. Jesus anchored in and he's going to give you something you've never had before, but you've been hoping for. So let's have a look at Psalm 40 verse 1. And the, and the psalmist is saying here, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Huh. He, he's waiting for what? Because he said, look, verse 2, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. I want to tell you something, my testimony. I was a drug addict and alcoholic going mad. You know, there was nobody who could save me. Nobody. No government, no pro drug program, nothing could save me. Okay, I was heading for death and very fast, but Jesus came and saved me. Many years later in church, he showed me of a vision of me in this horrible pit. You see, what, what was I doing? What was I doing in that pit? I was at the lip of the pit trying to get out and I couldn't get out. See, I was hoping and waiting, maybe crying out and in my inner man, I was crying out. And, and, and that's what the cry is, is, is that what comes out from the inner man. You've got to get desperate. 
Okay? And you sometimes will be put in a situation where you will get des desperate, like that woman with the with the issue of blood. You know, she's been to the doctors, she's been everywhere, and she's lost all her money, she's lost her everything, but she had one glimmer of hope, and that was Jesus walking down the street. And she had heard about this man, and she said, I'm going to get a hold of this guy. And so she did, and her hope became faith, and her faith saved her. That's what Jesus told her. Okay, so we, there are many people in a horrible, horrible pit, in their difficult situation. And he says, the psalmist says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. God hears your prayers. Okay, even in heaven, all those elders were praying. God heard it, but he didn't answer it because there was a time, there was an appointed time. And God is telling you, I have heard your prayers, I will answer it. Okay, don't lose faith and don't lose hope and don't lose anything that you, he has already given you because those are the standing truths that are in your life and you need to call upon the name of the Lord and wait upon the Lord. Patient waiting is active faith. Amen. Patient waiting is active faith. As I said, Abraham hoped against hope but believed in faith. He walked with God. He went everywhere that he was supposed to go as God had called him and he did what God told him to do and, and he waited, he waited, he waited. So, in heaven they also waited, amen, on the Lord, the deliverer of his people. They had to wait whilst the search went out to look to find this man who could open the seals of the book. You know, I'm telling you, there are people waiting for you around the world. Only you can go and help them. God chose you for that reason. But what you are doing is you're sitting here and you're getting fatter and fatter and fatter with your own thinking and your understanding of the word. Now I'll tell you there's nothing like putting the word to test and into action to see what your faith has brought you. Okay? It is, it is designated to produce. Your faith is designated to produce. Your faith is not designated to sit and just do nothing with it. James says what's the use of you having faith and you have no works? Amen. There are people waiting for you around the world. There are all sorts of things. Your talents, your gifts need to be put into play now in a difficult time in the world. And you've got to work out ways, scenarios to be able to do what God has called you to do. Amen. And help the church do it. But you know, before this man could be found, before Jesus could be found, a betrayal and crucifixion had to take place on earth. When that betrayal and crucifixion took place, he was able to go to the cross and die. Things like that may happen, even in your life. But you know, when they found Jesus, they found a man after God's own heart. Amen? A man after God's own heart. That's what he's looking for in you. You need to be a man or a woman after God's own heart and say, here I am, Lord, use me. I don't care about betrayal or crucifixion or martyrdom. You know, what is coming next is the eternal life judgments. They are going to come out of the book of seals and they're going to come out of the book of woes and everything else that's going to happen that's in the book of Revelation. The key that you've got to understand now is that if you don't fulfill your earthly destiny, 
you cannot fulfill your spiritual destiny. If Jesus did not go to the cross, he could not go into heaven. To sit on the throne, which was his spiritual destiny and his heavenly destiny. If he did not spill his blood, he could not take it into heaven. There was no entry into the presence of God without that blood. Amen? He had to take that blood and go into the presence of God. So if you do not sacrifice yourself to God in total surrender, okay? Not a physical sacrifice, but a heart condition that says, Lord, I surrender. You are my Lord and here's my life. Take it and use it. But then don't just sit back and wait because you already know he's told you what to do. Amen? And he may speak at that point in time. He says, okay, I, will, I was sitting God in, in, my, in my lounge chair and say, Lord, use me, use me, use me. And God said, Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. I knew then that what God was telling me was Matthew 28. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Baptizing people, making disciples and baptizing them and doing all that sort of stuff. Do miracle signs and wonders. It was progressive. Okay, it wasn't all in one shot. Some people get it like that. For me, it was progressive. I began to understand. I began to grow. Oftentimes, I would just slip back into just reading the word and being with the word, not realizing that, you know, I was going slipping back. I was backsliding because it was more comfortable. You know, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to step out. My, my faith didn't have to be activated. I didn't have to speak to anyone. You know, I just said, oh yeah, I know Jesus. I got the word. That's good enough. No, I didn't realize, hey, hang on a second. There's something bigger, something better waiting for me. And there's something more powerful that God wants to do in my life and through my life. Not just save me upon this earth. He wants me to fulfill some tasks for him. And then I began to understand and I began to step out. It took some time. I took a step. I took a step. I kept taking steps and God kept grow, growing me and making me stronger. And then I began to see miracle signs and wonders. I began to prophesy. I began to cast out demons like never before. And, and you know, God was moving. The anointing grew and grew and grew because I, I took a hold of my earthly destiny. I took a hold of it and I said, no, this is what I'm called for. And it doesn't matter what it's going to cost me on this earth. I want to fulfill it because when I fulfill it, then I can go into heaven and then I can fulfill my spiritual destiny in heaven. Hallelujah. There's something, there's a life coming after this. It's already in play now, the eternal life. But it's going to manifest and it's going to be there in the heavenly realm. And you're going to see what you've never seen before. And you're going to do what you've never done before. And he's preparing you now for it. You need to be open to it. He says, oh, I'm just happy where I am. If I get my next meal, you know, that's good enough. No, my friend, don't lose up on what is waiting for you in heaven. You know, he said, no, I'm going to get into heaven. And that's good enough. Well, you might get into heaven, friend. But you know what? You might have to start all over again. Okay, because you haven't bothered to delve into the scriptures, to learn through your hearing of the Holy Spirit, to prayer and doing of stuff. Okay, you haven't realized the task at hand. You know, you're so diligent when you go to work and your boss tells you to do something, you, you run around trying to do that to please him and, and you know, uh, try to make the best for him. And you know, he may even be using you and you won't even know that. But God, when he gives you a task, right? You should be like that. Run around, do what God wants you to do. Have the faith because faith pleases him. And then do it 
you know, because your reward is great in heaven. Okay, it's not like an earthly reward. Your reward is great in heaven. So, you've got to understand this, okay? Stop playing around with the world. Stop playing around with your loyalties. Your loyalties should be in Christ for God in heaven. And through heaven, come and affect earth and change what is happening on the earth. You and I are going to become judges, okay? We're going to judge the world with Jesus. We're going to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. People are talking about it, but they don't have any inkling of what that means. They don't have an excitement that they're actually going to be sitting with Jesus and Jesus will be waiting upon you to make a judgment. Okay, somebody's life may be depending on what you say. Wow, that's powerful, man. Because the Lord says you are being made kings and priests unto God. Amen. So if you're a king, you're constantly making judgments. Because the whole audience will be coming to you for judgments. They'll say, choose. And you need wisdom. You need wisdom to make judgments. So, you know, that's this is the time to get it. So, we must run the race on earth with great understanding of who we are and what it is we are called for. Apostle John was given a look into the heavenly destinies of mankind. We going into the realm of the spirit. So don't sit back on your laurels. Seek God with all your heart. The time has come, my friends, when we can no longer afford to play it, one foot in the world and one foot in God. And then label ourselves on our forehead and say, Christian. And then if anybody asks you, you go and hide because you're too scared to say you're a Christian. Or you don't want to you know, say something to them about Jesus Christ because they might slap you in the face or they might persecute you. Well, those days are here already. Okay, they're going to get worse. So I told you, world systems and world governments, they're going to dictate how you conduct your life upon this earth. You need to find out the witty inventions of God. You need to understand, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do it? When am I supposed to do it? And why am I doing it? And then prepare your heart for what is coming. I know that too many people who are lazy, sitting around, just doing nothing. As I said to you last week, I believe laziness is wickedness. It's witchcraft, okay? You know, your mind is not ticking over. And that's why you can't understand. You don't. You don't care and you're just looking at what pleases you on this earth. I'm telling you, there's a heaven waiting for you and me. There are prayers going up for you and me. People are desperately waiting for us to fulfill our destinies. And God is waiting for us. And He wants to open the seals in our lives. So you open your heart today. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask God to help you. And you need to understand what it is that God wants to do. Amen. I'm seeking Him. Say, Lord, let me come into the realm of the Spirit. Let me understand what it is that you have purposed for me in the heavenly realm, that I may fulfill my earthly destiny and go into the heavenly realm and do what is needed there. People think they're going to go into heaven and sit back on a beach and sip pina coladas. That's not going to happen. You've got work to do there in heaven. Okay? There are worlds created. We've got to be judges. We've got to sit with Jesus and rule and reign. That's what God has called us. So let us be prepared, my friends. Okay? I want this church to be prepared to fulfill its earthly destiny. And I want it to go into the realm of the Spirit and fulfill its heavenly destiny. 
And even now, we need to go into the Spirit. We need to ask God, bring me into the realm of the Spirit, that I might know and understand these things. You know, Jesus knew that before he left his Father and came to the earth. That's why he knew that he had to get back, because he had to open that book of hope. The seals had to be opened, and that mankind could receive an answer to all the problems of the world, and justice, you know, and the end would come. So there has to come an end. It will come. Because Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. Let us pray. Open your heart. That God will speak to you. And, and that you will receive what the Lord wants for you to have. Your destiny. Okay? Your destiny. It's very, 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 very important. And I, I don't want you to miss out on your destiny. So open your heart to God. And let's pray. Father God, I lift up your people this morning. And I pray for them. And declare over them that they have an earthly destiny and a spiritual destiny. That they will be joining a company up in heaven, a host waiting for them. And they will have to have to do tasks and fulfill what is needed. I pray that you will release to them the spirits of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of Jesus and the understanding. So that they might see him seated upon the throne, ruling and reigning over principalities and powers. And Lord, I thank you that every one of us will have that awakening within our spirit that we are not just ordinary people we are spiritual beings housed in a body a fleshly body given a will and an understanding and a, and a revelation so i pray that father god that you will bless everyone and they will begin to understand this and they will fulfill not only the earthly destiny but also the heavenly destiny we thank you and every barrier has been broken every soul tie that has connected them to the world and to the past and the evil one has been cut. I cut it now in the name of Jesus. And I release them into their spiritual destinies and their earthly destinies. In Jesus' precious name. May you be blessed. And as we continue to wait upon the Lord for what he's going to do in these last days. You know, uh, I want you to start positioning yourself. Okay, position yourself. Because that's where you will hear the voice of God speaking to you and telling you. I know many of us are wondering what's coming next where are we going what's going to happen to us you know and how are we going to conduct our lives and and i can already see that the governments of the world are ordering the the processes by which we will conduct our lives my friends be ready because the decisions you take are going to be extremely difficult unless you make it in the law then by faith you will know that you've made it made the right decision Amen. So that's going to be extremely important. We're waiting on God and He will reveal what He has to reveal in His appointed time and for those who seek it and are wanting to know it. So God bless you and we will hopefully meet you again via the digital thing next week. If not, we may even meet together again. So God bless and God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.